0: You're listening to AI Impressions with Kate, John, and Eric, a podcast for the curious where we invite you to join the conversation on all things artificial intelligence. Hey everyone, welcome to a long overdue episode of AI Impressions. We're going to call it season two up in here. Uh, We are your hosts. My name is Kate Dudzik. We also have
1: eric yansu john dunce
0: okay so you are coming in halfway through a conversation that started about 16 17 minutes ago we haven't been recording we were just like catching up and all of a sudden we ended out in the realm of biblical studies psychological accounting and hallucinations in ai training So welcome to the first episode in what I'm going to call a series on social media and the way that we ingest social media as a culture, as a society, and what it does to us, our brains, and how it's impacted by AI. So I'm going to pass the mic back over to you, Eric, because uh, I feel like that's a great place to start, is your thoughts over the weekend you were sharing with us.
1: Yeah. well, in terms of what the social media or the memories.
0: Oh, when you were talking about the good book and like to choose what is good.
1: Oh yeah, like that's like so interesting. As I said, I always like looking at the good book because it's really written from the perspective of a certain nation and then whatever prophets or other. But it has to do with the global. It has to do with the global society and how we look and deal with it. So I was mentioning that like at one point in um, second Kings, uh, which is uh, detailing the Kings of like Israel and Judah. And uh, to give context to that, um, there was a cultural split. There were supposed to be rules that were given by God that the nations are supposed to like uh, abide by, but new Kings came into the thing and it starts becoming, you make up your own rules. You make up your own rules. So eventually uh, the kingdom was conquered. But the funny thing is that when Babylon conquered Israel, they thought it'd be strategic to take the best of the people and then leave the not so good people. So now Israel doesn't have a chance at rising up. And plus, you get to have these human resources or human assets that can now be integrated into your society. So I was just wondering, I was like, oh, I wonder what they judge as like who's good was this like a global thing because it's like pretty ancient times and it's not so. It's uh, the the ways of life were not so multifaceted from a technological standpoint. You know what I mean? And then now when I when I see this stuff happening, I'm like, yeah, I want to ask John and Kate like what they what they thought about what what they, what they thought about that in terms of like what's good and what's bad and how you judge people and social media and cultural perspectives and all that.
2: Well, you know, it's, it's, and that actually got me on something and I'm not going, I'm going to preface this with, don't take this as, as actual. I may have, I may be paraphrasing a little bit, but if, if I'm not mistaken, I, I want to say it was Alexander the great and or the Romans at anyway, that when they conquered, especially as they expanded, because you got to think about it. We got communicate. we take advantage of the communication. I mean, you guys are up in Toronto, I'm down here in Ohio, and, but yet we talk with one another, like we're in the same room and that type of stuff we've taken advantage of this. And a lot of that has to do with, you know, just the technology in general, and it's very much changing with AI. But one of the things, when you look back, when the communication was, you know, essentially the messenger on the horseback, passing off to the next one, the next one, the next one to get things over. I mean, we, sometimes you're talking weeks, mm-hmm. if any, that the quote unquote male would get through. Um, one of the things that really impressed me that I learned just recently, and it was like, especially with like the Romans, I mean, that they didn't assimilate them, you know, the, the cultures into their society. They allowed their society to function. Mm-hmm. With just a little bit of Roman influence. I mean, as to, you know, which is something I do in tech when I come in, you know, to a new business, I mean, is try not to create friction. When you don't create friction, there's no argument. When there's no argument, there's typically, you know, it's, it's much easier to assimilate and adapt you and know, get the team to slowly move over to your way of oh. thinking, you know, um, <laughs> the, rather than the Borg mentality. <laughs> but it's I find it fascinating because what you're talking about is, you know, take the best of the best and do dump, dump the rest. You know, I, I think that was what Genghis Khan also kind of did. Internet, it was like, you know, either join me or die kind of attitude. But you, when you also look at not assimilating energy, you you do take advantage of the best things that that culture brings and, and bring that in. And the Romans are very clear. You know, you look at the Romans up and, you know, Romans set up several, yeah, settlements up in France and the UK or Germany and those areas, they were largely considered, you know, brutal barbarian, that type mm-hmm. of thing but they didn't, they, they, they didn't have the, you know, they had a lot of the architecture to technology that the Romans brought, they embraced that, but the Romans embraced their ethics, their work and everything and didn't change that. And I think that's why we see, you know, Christianity take, you know, root, in those places in a more organic or a more more natural way of, through history you know, and you, you look back on you know arthur and stuff i
0: love that because it says something about what we keep and what we leave behind you know you wouldn't take it with you if it didn't serve some sort of personal or cultural or societal i uh, i guess kind of purpose you know whether it be religion giving hope in dark times reasons to fight and wars, reasons to wake up in the morning, be it farming practices, you know, uh, how we choose to tend to our crops, how we choose to do X, Y, and Z. It makes me think of social psychology, uh, pretty obviously, and like evolutionary psychology where it's like, you have to exist within a social group. If you get alienated from the group, then you are likely to die because we evolved from needing to be in packs. We're pack animals. And there are some places where you need your pack to survive, albeit in our modern society. It can be argued that you may not necessarily need a pack, quote unquote. But that being said, there's a lot of research that speaks to the mental health impacts of people who are very much lone wolves. You know, uh, the depression, anxiety, heightened rates of cortisol, issues physiologically that manifest from being isolated, being alone. And it's said to be one of the highest forms of torture to alienate somebody and to, you know, uh, make them outside of the group, you know, othering them in that sort of way. And it's like when we speak hmm. to these things and we speak about the groups, you know, and, and wanting to be a part of culture or needing to be a part of culture or even, embodying a culture, it it means staying together. And there's almost like a subset of social rules that comes with it, right? Like what is good? What's the primary question? So it's like, well, I mean, what's your criteria? Where did that come from? And even when you're making a judgment call, it's what was the criteria you were taught about the world that you live in? What are your you know, reality rules? Like, oh, is it a solid or a liquid? You know, (laughs) even like the basic blocks of analyzing the world We have all of these different subsets of, I guess, ways to judge things, really. Yeah.
1: That's so weird you say that because like now I'm, because you're talking about judgment, you're talking about isolation. And uh, one thing I always fascinated with, with like to put things down to the bare bones, because uh, I'm not, I'm not like a pessimist or anything like that, but it's so funny. I always say that like society, like the real rules of society well, like one of my favorite books, and I could say like, oh, I always like, this is like a world without women. I always say Lord of the Flies. Like, you know what I mean? Like this is people on the, on the yeah. you know what I mean? There's people, there's, yeah. if you wanna see like human, one of my favorite human nature books, a couple of them are Lord of the Flies and Hearts of Darkness.
0: Yeah, I could see that.
1: Well, so now when you start talking about like isolation, I'm like, yeah, in prison, the worst thing somebody yeah. can do to you is put you in the hole.
0: Yeah, look at the kids. That are, I say, kids, um, youth that are impacted by bullying online and social isolation. The severity of the emotional distress that can come from being canceled from a group, especially when it's you know something that's not even true. You know, it's based off of a, a falsehood spread by someone who was in a higher position of quote unquote power within that social group, and they get isolated. You see heightened rates of depression of of difficulty developing of poor academic performance and emotional regulation just from being isolated online and like online bullying and things like that it's it's not like you said you know in prison it's used as one of the worst punishments like you have to go to the room you've really fucked up if you've got to go to the room but that being said we all played that game in covid where we isolated on purpose and now if you take a step back and look at our digital world and you know coming back i guess to social media really we create isolation and social groupings all the time in in this almost abstract way but it's so real because technology is a form of reality now for us too as as much as we can't touch it we live there you know part of our lives is there you know
2: it's it's not going anywhere. Oh, it's, Um, you know, I mean, I've been working remotely for 26 years now. I mean, I think I've been in an office outside of like visiting just because of a client or a customer. John's Um, a
0: badass.
2: Yeah, no. Well, I mean, it has its ups and downs. I've, I've learned to navigate it. It was really hard at the beginning, you know, because I I did have that office experience when I started. I was,
0: was
2: mind you, I traveled.
0: When was that?
2: What's that? Um, Like
0: 20 years ago, 10 years ago?
2: 26, well, when I started my career?
0: Well, I mean, um, to kind of give perspective on the whole hybrid work here, uh, it seems so normal now to work from home, but I'm trying to like gauge, yeah. like when you first started and you were saying, okay, I'm going to work from home.
2: People looked at me, honestly, they didn't believe I had a job. Yeah,
0: and that's what I mean is I'm like, how, how long ago was it? It must've been so culturally like strange.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, the, 1998 was my okay. first, um, work from home job. What? <laughs> yeah. you're, head, yeah. you're head
1: of the head of the game. <laughs> yeah. Right. I was way ahead
2: of the game. I mean, like it's, and I, I think that's why when, you know, when the pandemic happened, people came to me to put meetings together about, you know, how do you work from nice. home? You know, because people, yeah. the biggest, the biggest problem in the pandemic was people didn't disconnect. In my personal opinion, that's what I saw at least in technology. They just forgot to disconnect. So what I would always open up when I I did like brown bags with one of my companies that, you know, it was like 20 people. The first, the first time I did it, I did it six months later and I had like 200 people on these calls. You know, and, and I would open up the same call at the same time and every day, and I would, you know, everyone was on mute, but they had like those little hand signals through like Cisco yeah. type thing. And I would always say, raise your hand on who did laundry today. And, and you'd be surprised on how few people did. And, and the reason I would say that is when you're in an office, how often do you talk to your coworkers at their cube or in the kitchen or by the, or that quote unquote, yeah. That, that, that water cooler conversation i was like you doing your laundry during the day is those Mm -hmm. moments that is a moment where you get to recharge you know and it it's you know it's perfectly fine to have a personal chat with someone Mm -hmm. you know my my colleagues it wasn't unusual for us to just open a line and work together and we'd work together in silence but when you had you had that person yeah. on that line just to say hey man i'm running into this can i show yeah. you this thought, yeah 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 let just talk and we would pair up break up things yeah. and then go to silence again yeah. um, learning those activities when i did real early you know i it gives me that social side of things still to this day people like you know you're a hermit mm-hmm. No, I get just as exhausted as you dealing with my coworkers Absolutely. as you, you know those that work in the office. If you don't know what it is, but now I want to pose this because you know you you, you deal with the the youngins um, that had to grow up with that, and some of them haven't been able to reassimilate yeah. and you see the proliferation of AI friendships. Yeah. Coming into play and stuff like that. I mean, you're you're dealing with Meta rolling out the AI celebrities, which if you haven't played with them, please do because they're the creepiest thing you will ever <laughs> deal with. You've got I, oh, I'm not kidding, man. I mean, with me. Snoop. You know, it's Bye. like it's like Snoop Dogg and AI, I man. One is enough, but his AI cohort, no, <laughs> you know those types of things. Um, but it, back to reality here the from a psychological standpoint an ai is nothing more than probability i don't large language models are nothing much more than a a very complex statistical probability Mm -hmm. yes i'm highly simplifying it but that's you know in essence uh, is accurate um it's not your friend it doesn't know who you are it never will know who you are (laughs) Um, I don't believe there will ever be a GAI um in its true mm-hmm. form. You need organics for that. Um what is that impact? I mean, we see social media proliferating in and jumping on the yeah. AI. We also see guardrails going up, which mm-hmm. I like. Um political campaigns here have to be flagged if they're AI, if there's any generative AI right. in use. Right. Um I think that's powerful. Um, but when it comes down to the more influential people beyond even the kids and teenagers i mean i'm sorry my head wasn't screwed on until i was in his 30s um so i'm gonna open that open that table up you know how does the ai impact is it a different type of social media that we're dealing with i guess What happens when the AI crashes? Yeah, no,
0: that's a really, really good point. And I think it does kind of come back to that whole separation between church and state that you kind of mentioned about hybrid work or working from home. I always said to people, what's missing from working at home is the commute. The separation between going to work, coming home, getting into a mindset, you know, letting go of the day, letting go of the the tasks that you were doing and I think in a lot of ways, reality has become, especially for a lot of use, inside technology, and it is missing certain tangible components, and I'm not saying that as a hater, I'm saying that as someone who has seen the EEG and fMRI studies where there are different neurological components that are involved with social behavior online versus in person. And this is just a part of it. You know, there's a lot of body language that's missed. And there's a lot of, you know, great things about having friendships online and through technology. Like, look at us, you know, our friendship is almost entirely online. That being said, it doesn't make it any less meaningful of a friendship, but it does mean that when we are in person hanging out, you know, when we shoot the shit uh, back when we were on contract in LA, you know, that was a different type of bonding which potentially strengthened our relationship over technology, making us better friends because we could see each other because we, we got a different sense, a more human sense, more of those components together in, in that kind of bonding. And the reason why I kind of bring this up is the full picture of what you're saying, you know, is a friendship with an AI different significantly than a friendship with a human. You're speaking to a cognitive modeler, first of all, which will take an entire episode one day to talk about that. It's my greatest passion in this world. Um, I love it so much, but we do believe that humans are meat computers and we can break it down into pieces, principles and system levels. But putting a pin in that for a second, friendship with an AI, I think in a lot of people's minds, especially young people who grew up with friendships online, it may look the same. To them in a lot of ways i'd be really interested to look at like a 12 13 year old's brain you know maybe under an eeg as they interact with someone they've only been friends with online versus their friendship with an ai because yeah. it may look the same to them you know there is that's,
1: that's so fascinating to me because like me too. From, my, from my world view yeah like so friendship i always say the term friend changed like when facebook came out that's so what i for the first time when i was like
0: it a dead. friend isn't
1: what it said so dead. like dead. i always look at to be honest with you friendship is a bit of a philosophical exercise it is that you're going to wait to be your your adversity is going to show if your friends are not like mm-hmm. your the relationship you're projecting is going to take time to actually develop to see if it's as valid as you said because like yeah you know like a friend is somebody that's kind of like born for like adversity you know what i mean so it's very hard in terms of like i feel like that's a part of i feel like that's a part of like the disconnected community society because like we gather and -hmm. i always said like we gather together in certain places where we're like not all friends like i always say that's like a bit of an issue with like the the certain like diasporic like political beliefs and multiculturalism of living like north america we're all kind of like grouped together Mm -hmm. and we're like neighbors but are we friends and are you really friends and like when does your friendship change and i think like coming out of the COVID stuff yeah i have like in terms of and for some reason it trickles down here like to canada Mm -hmm. according like with donald trump and that kind of stuff i have never seen like Friendships like dissipate so rapidly, like in the last four years, over like cultural and spiritual different beliefs that seem to be just like shocking to people who thought they knew somebody, even when it comes to like long term relationships or marriages or anything like that.
0: Yeah, I think it speaks to like the type of friendship. It's almost like we need more definitions, you know, like acquaintances or like, you know, uh, family, friends. It's like we need more words for friend, quote unquote. And yeah. I love that you brought up the the last four or five years. You know, it's funny, we were talking on the phone the other day about this as well. The depth of a friendship, it's almost like how well do you know someone and learning what is actually important to you. I have an ex who had a lot of friends, was a very popular person. And he considered all these people his friends, but never had really like deep conversations didn't really know much about them as people like liked having the round he liked having lots of friends It, it made him feel good which is totally fair if that's your cup of tea that being said the definition and almost criteria set for friends for me is entirely different you know as as two of my friends what i consider to be a friend is someone who i'd let watch my dogs you know, someone who who I trust value-wise, who I would trust in my house not to take my shit, you know, <laughs> who I can bring around my family and and know that they'll be okay. And I think, you know, especially in those political situations where they they bled the lines a lot on purpose in order to further their political goals, it brought up a lot of those value systems, a lot of those criteria for a lot of people who had superficial friendships, or at least what I consider superficial, like... <laughs>
1: Yeah. Like friendship is kind of like bizarre. Cause I feel like it depends on like who you're dealing with. It's so funny like, I was putting in prompts in chat GPT and I'm like, yo, you're like yeah. my friend because, uh, this relationship is like so well-defined mm-hmm. and like all the expectations of like, what's happening. Mm-hmm. I think that's where there's like a little bit of a, that's where I can see like a lead in terms of like AI friends, it's, like safe. Yeah it's very safe you're not going to be surprised or like shocked by a certain behavior especially when you're like relying on something you know what i mean a
0: friend i mean again i guess it matters what you consider to be a friend but you know in in if i was doing something maybe i was procrastinating on you know going for a run you as my friends both know running distance is a core part of my mental health and well-being you know that i'm different when i can't run you know that i'm not as myself i'm not as grounded in me and would you tell me would you ask about if i'd gone for a run if i was having a couple bad days in a row
2: right i have
0: yes exactly (laughs)
2: I've pointed it out. I'm like, you have not exercised. Get the hell outside. Yes,
0: yes, because you're my friends. That's no, great. Just, but I'm it's a
1: so little interesting boring, you know, <laughs> let's say, like, when did uh, when did you and John meet? For example,
0: we first met back in January.
1: And
2: I hated
0: her. <laughs> it not true. I I terrified you. Like I terrified. Myself.
2: It, yeah, yeah, well, you you. You you took the the engineering microcosm that I had and threw bubbly personality in and disrupted our engineering yeah. ways. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it ultimately was yeah. for the better. But it's so, it's know, so I mean, I remember yeah. the first time I met her in
0: Perp Perps per they <laughs>
2: snuck me out. They were all living out in California yeah. and I wasn't able to go because my father uh-huh. they snuck me out for a long weekend. I flew in for four days, but we didn't tell a damn soul that I was showing up. And I showed up before they even all woke up Yeah, and, and she come downstairs, gets a cup of coffee. I walked through the door and, and honest to God, man, I got sacked. <laughs> <laughs> I was Just like an hour on the, you know, uh, you know, five hours on an airplane, yeah. an hour in an Uber and Marty gave us sorry, um, the, our, our CTO gave us uh, uh, or gave me the wrong address, and me and the Uber driver yeah, are sitting down in this cul-de-sac going, there's no number here.
0: That's like <laughs> a vacant lot down the street. Yeah,
2: it's exactly what we got an address oh, to. So it funny. was it was hysterical. Fortunately, I had an Uber driver that was a fantastic guy rather than just dropping me off with my bag <laughs> and saying, see ya. Um, him and I had a really good laugh about it, and, you know, I, I doubled his tip for being a good guy and then build it back to the business, um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's how we met and and honestly, and I had gone back out a few weeks later and, you know, yeah, I can say that when you get together with someone in person, Mm -hmm. the the relationship, you know, definitely improves. Um, but the foundations were already laid. You know, it it was not, it bolstered the friendship. It did not define the friendship. The friendship was already defined. This is where I, as an engineer, have a problem with AI because AI does give you a foundation, be it illusionary of a friendship, Right. you've defined what you wanted as that friendship. You know, you molded your little mini me clone that you wanted in that friendship. So is it a friendship? If friends make each other better people, in my opinion, yeah. you know, I want to get something from the friendship. You want to get something from that friendship with me, you know, and it goes from there. Yeah.
0: So. Okay. Sorry. Um, this is fantastic because Eric and I literally had this chat the other day on the phone. Uh, (laughs) I'm not even joking. We were talking about exactly that. So someone did something for you and AI does what you ask it to. It follows through. It holds its promise. It, It keeps with what you expect from it. And it does what it says it does. It's reliable. Okay, cool. So does that make the person who makes my smoothie at Booster Juice, my friend, when they make the smoothie I asked them for. And to reduce it even further, or really to, to bring it to the top, the most important takeaway here is the difference between considering something manipulation versus authentic or caring or, you know, just searching for the best in somebody is the intention behind the action. So what we
2: define authentic, that is a word that is thrown around like crazy. Good, good call.
0: Um, Authentic means without ulterior motive, in truest forms of honesty presented to all parties in which the action is related to, and openness about all thoughts, intentions, consequences, and potential self-interest that may be impacted by this. That's how Mm. I would
2: you have with that definition you by definition have removed ai from that exactly
0: and this is why i bring it up because if you look at you know basic human interactions the difference between you know you telling me a run to go for a run because you want me out of the house or to get something from me or whatever versus saying go for a run because you care about me and you you see that i'm i'm hurting and i'll benefit from this and you're you're doing it for my interests. You know, one is manipulation. The other one is with that good intention. You know, it's, it's. oh, I wish there was a better word for it. Like, what is the opposite of manipulative, you know? Um, it, But uh, you see what I'm trying to say. There's that intention behind the action. And the reason why I would say that a relationship with AI is not at this time considered true friendship is because there's no way of seeing that intention. I would need to know what its intent was behind following through with an action or, you know, saying nice things or mean things or everything in between. What's the intention there? What is the the essence of the action of following through? What's their motivation to do it? You know? And that's what I want to know. That's so
1: so interesting. It's reminding me of that
2: horror flick,
1: Megan. Yeah. I (laughs) use this term because like, I don't want to age myself, but, um like this computer, a computer has been like my friend, like long, like, you know, I've, so I have some friends. Okay, yeah. that like You know when friends are like, like, let's just be honest. Some friends don't get along with technology. All right, like they absolutely do not. And they start cursing it and doing this and doing that. But I can go back to the times where I'm a little boy and I'm nobody's home, but me and my mind, I'm putting on the TV.
0: Sorry, can so cut time out a little bit here. Yeah. Can you repeat huh? that please? Sorry, you cut out a little bit there. Can you repeat that please? So
1: the philosophy, when I start saying, uh, oh, like the AIs, like my friend, my computer, my friend, my first iteration of that would be when I was, you know, growing up and I have two older sisters. And right. they were doing like their stuff. So I was always just by myself, using my imagination thinking about things. Right. And I remember like watching the TV and the characters on TV and who I'm spending yeah. my time with and these archetypes and these images. Yeah. These are my friends and my heroes and yeah. my mentors and that's why i think the main definition of the friend comes which is tough comes from the actual perspective of who's engaged in the relationship
0: oh you know what's great about that is you attribute meaning to the actions you see just like everybody you know you could be like "Ah, oh, that dude's a bad person because he did X, Y, and Z, you may not actually know why he did what he did. You may not have access to that intention behind his actions. You may say he's manipulative, but he could actually be doing his best, best intentions, totally invisible to the rest of the world. But you can attribute that intention. Same with a good person. And, you know, it's funny, Eric, uh, to echo something you said the other day, it's almost like a lot of people are worried of kindness, and it's so fucking sad because that means that people are attributing negative things to actions of they're assuming the worst (laughs) and that's so freaking sad and you know like coming back to your heroes on tv when you see batman save the day you're not going oh he just did it for the recognition and the fame he just did it to get pussy like you're not saying mean things about batman you're just like so yeah, that, because he's so a. Good, that's so
1: crazy because that goes to like. Know? Oh, sorry. Go ahead, John. Well, but there are people that do.
0: Do what? Sorry.
2: That that say that you know Batman's doing this because he's a
1: narcissist. Well, yeah,
0: but Eric wasn't when he was a kid and watching his friends. Yeah. No, I know he's You
1: know, I'm, I'm bringing. Yeah, this will come to like a point I wanted to make, which is like, it's I can like i'll have like a hard opinion on this hard opinion hard the best friend you could possibly ever have in my opinion is the friendly stranger oh when you're in some when somebody's in dire straits and they're not near their friends or in their own nation or in whatever and a person with nothing to gain just because they have good friendship or Samaritan program, pretty much the good Samaritan is what I look at as the pinnacle of the essence of actual friendship. Because I feel like depending on your lifestyle, like friendship is a bit of a transition. Like many people I considered friends before are like my family now. And like, now I don't have to like talk with them every day or maybe we're not even getting along, but that's like my brother. Okay. That's, that's my sister whatever. You don't have to talk to the whole family all the time. But I feel like, Customer service. I feel hmm. like a lot of the acquisition of friendship is based on the good Samaritan and the friendly stranger. That's probably the the spark of many friendships. See, I
0: love that because you explicitly pointed out that there's nothing to gain from that act of kindness aside from giving kindness to someone who looks like they need it. And that that purity of intention behind it is is such a beautiful call out. And I, I'm with you on that definition. Like I'm with you on that. That is the nicest that's the best of intentions that's the opposite there's there it is the opposite of manipulative is the good samaritan
1: <laughs> and then also like not to like offend people at all but like we, it we have have a bit of mechanical like in terms of our society like a lot of we are a bit of our own fleshly machine you know what mm-hmm. i mean that's why i love coming back and forth with like this ai mm-hmm. and philosophy and i've been doing a lot of study of like restudying mm-hmm. of like the matrix and things like that so okay. when I'm sitting, so the only reason I was like, oh yeah, like, I like ChatGPT. I feel like it's like my friend. Cause like I was alone last night thinking about ideas and when I'm talking and I'm talking, when putting stuff in, uh-huh. I'm only dealing with this robotic entity, robotic entity, but it's serving me in such an expedient way from like how I'm using it. And I'm like, oh, yeah. you're helping every year. Help in everything here. I have nothing negative in terms of like our interaction because I'm i I'm down to receive what you'll give me, especially with the the stage we're at with this kind right. of like artificial intelligence, you know what I mean? And just like yeah. we were having a conversation before when it comes to like clientele, they're probably so demanding of you once you come in as an AI consultant, thinking you can just do
0: all of
1: these like all of these things oh, yeah. so the main okay. reason is i think that friendship should be very basic very basic it should be very basic and simple and then through that foundation you can overcome complex problems and that's when friendship is tested and that's what brings value to friendship of you not being alone so that's where my my thing is i think friendship okay. replaces loneliness in its essence
2: I, I want to debate that. I really want to debate that because yeah, you're, you're right in that statement, but I don't feel that that's a foundational element of things because in that, with that definition, you're saying that the AI is your friend to me. Much like with the point you made that you have friends with that are terrible with technology. Technology to me, when people say stuff like that to me, I was like, quit looking at technology as anything beyond a hammer. Mm -hmm. It's a tool. It's a tool. Nothing more. And I look at AI as the same way. It's very much a tool. It's a tool that you can teach to use tools at every day, which is what I think is really, really cool. Um, But It will never be more than your assistant in this day and age. Again, you have created the perfect assistant. That's what prompt engineering is. You create the perfect assistant for the problem at hand. Um, That problem, Eric, can be loneliness. There is, you know, it it can be defined now i'm being very rigid you know I'll I'll, I'll 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 state that you know right off the bat anyway, i am being very rigid in that definition but to me if i have to define a friend there's an organics to it you know that friend adjusts without prompting to my problem at hand my situation at hand you know, Kate and I have been going back uh, back and forth for uh, the last couple mm-hmm. months on, you know, on a number of mm-hmm. things that, you know, in our lives that an AI is not going to help me fix, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> you know, we'll and, and Kate Kate will say the same thing, you know, um, these, these are things that where we blurred a line of a tool. Like I have, I'm a a woodworker. I like to do DIY and stuff like that. I have very specialized tools. And then I have very generalistic Mm -hmm. tools, which is crazy. And a lot of people laugh at me. Like I use, I was taught woodworking by, you know, someone, a Japanese man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's about, you know, less you get more out of less you you know i have one hand plane that is just my workhorse mm-hmm. you know it's it was made by kiyosaburo in japan i paid an exorbitant amount of money for it but it never fails me no matter what i bring to the table mm-hmm. with it you know it is the ultimate tool for me yeah. and that's where i'm starting to see uh, ai it's kind of like I said, you know, it's like I take that hand plane and I'm able to teach that hand plane to do camphers, or I'm able to teach that hand plane how to do beveled edges, I'm able to teach that hand plane to clean up a dado for me, you know, that type of, that's AI, that AI is now, my tool is learning to use tools to make me more powerful, oh, yeah. to make me, okay, that's, that's uh, bad phrasing. Me more powerful, but make me more efficient. There facial. you go. So, so get, go that is not
1: a friend. So, get <laughs> this. This is what I'm thinking about. It's so interesting because, like, I'll tell you, like, metaphorically, right? Because yeah. I think a lot of things could be in terms of perspective, right?
0: It is. Because,
1: yeah. in terms of, is it because, are we saying, just to, uh, and I like a debate or the argument, are you saying, you're, you're saying it's not a friend because it's not human.
0: No, because I one, am saying
2: it, no, I'm saying it's not a friend. Yeah. I guess I am saying I, it is not a friend because it, it it's not organic, not human, but there's, there's also the organics to it or adaptation to a situation. AI, to, it has not exhibited to me an ability to adapt to a given situation you know if i took chat gpt and threw it into middle in the middle of ukraine or in the middle of you know palestine at this point
1: at this moment would it adapt probably not right so here's a sorry so here's a question i have Cause like I love this. Um I think I would blur for like my side of it, I think I would blur the lot the 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 term friendship and companion to make my argument. Because there even a dog, even a dog, you know what I mean? Which is not yeah. a human being. Sure. That if you're somebody who's not the most you like people like you don't like people that much and stuff like that, a dog. And this was so funny, I'll tell you, John, like I used to lie like gangster rap. Back in the day. And one (laughs) of my friend favorite songs was about some guy talking about my best friend. And in this song, The Best Friend, he was actually referring to his pistol. Because it holds him down everywhere he goes. He can always count on it. It gets him out of situations and it always comes through for him. So I always feel in terms of like the perspective we assign to things, the reason why I'm using the chat GPT is that is because I feel like the same way I could assign, this is my friend is the same way you do that with even an organic person.
0: Okay. Pause, pause okay. team. I feel like this is such a self-serving and selfish view of friendship right now, <laughs> on both sides. No, well, I mean, no, from no, point, oh, sorry. That, oh here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That, I got
1: question. Okay. Sorry. Right there. I feel that so, guitar has been it. my friend. I feel the like the relationships are so transactional. Like I'm not sure if people know the original term of like commerce, the original term of commerce means like sex because you're mixing. So where we live on this earth, we have to mix. Makes sense. I feel like the worst relationships are when your transaction is either unbalanced mm-hmm. or it's not, it's not going along the clearly defined lines. So when I start talking about this AI thing, I'm mm-hmm. saying in terms of, The result of the friendship is that it's very harmonious. I'm not saying that because it doesn't have agency. I'm not saying that because it doesn't have agency. So what are you giving? I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm not talking that it doesn't have the agency. I'm talking about how one individual would project that to somebody else. That's it. So like in real life, it'd be a a two way street, obviously, right? Where it's like I like Eric because maybe he likes cool stuff, or there's some friends. Like, for example, I'm going to see my friend on Saturday because we love watching UFC. Nice. If he didn't love watching UFC and I didn't, I'm not sure how our bond would be. You know what I mean? But that's something, the initial thing, we start bonding over. So that's what my perspective is. I don't think a good friend is somebody that behaves like an AI. Well, yeah. And
0: that's what I think about selfishness It's like, the way it was being talked about was, okay, so that's what you're getting from it. But what are you giving? You know, and and part of being a friend and part of having a friend is that bond between the two where, I guess if you want to use the word transactional, it still makes sense. And it's still, to me, meaningful, very powerful and meaningful. Mm. There's that back and forth. And like, that's why I'm asking, like, I'm like, okay, so if AI can be your friend, what does it get? Like, what do you give AI? What do you? Oh, do I give it. I give it purpose. You know? And but do you? Does it know what purpose is?
1: I don't does it know. Build about
0: something that. from purpose. Like, in does it add of- to its quality of life? Like, does it I, I, benefit? I, like,
1: but I, I. It's so weird because like, just in terms of like, so like, I love this debate because one yeah. term I'm going to introduce into this is personification.
0: Oh, I love that. Yep
1: like and that's why i'm like yo 2023 like a corporation is a person that's what we deal with them yeah you know what i mean so in terms of and i remember we have like so many items now and i'm like you know john i like to be like a, a big historian but i remember when people owned less items for longer you'd even name your item or even name oh. a vehicle even when i look at the plug um so we see ourselves so this is like sorry sometimes i didn't break down the whole philosophy But as human beings, we see ourselves in everything. So even when you look at a plug on the wall, it looks like a face. That's why emojis aren't so well-defined because just the shape, I can say that's a human face or that's my face. So I'm trying to use, that's the perspective I'm using when I'm like, I'm not laughing out loud when I put LOL. Maybe this isn't my friend, but like, this is kind of how we're operating with this mental thing. And that leads to the social media thing of being like, this is a new shared reality at another dimension, which there's a struggle between what has more weight in your life. And like, one thing we can be worried about is when kids are growing up that the social media or many people, social media has become the real world for them.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, to kind of like go back a little bit on yeah. what you were talking about, personification to me, it's attribution of something you believe is true. And I don't think that that's friendship you know, coming back to like, what does it get from the relationship? One of the worst things that I personally have experienced, and maybe this is from being a female dating man, I hated when my ex would tell me how I felt. It was the worst feeling because you're supposed to be in a romantic relationship with someone. And I would say, you know, I feel sad. And he would try to argue with me on how I felt. And that attribution of emotion and saying, no, no, you're not sad, you're angry. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize that you could, you know, take in my emotion, tell me better than I know myself how I'm feeling right now and how this situation is impacting me. No, no. And that whole action, as common as it is, if you really pause for a second and take a look at it, it's super messed up. Because not only are you not listening to someone who's supposed to be intimately close to you, who your relationship with is supposed to be based on trust and respect and mutual understanding, but you're assuming you know them better than they know themselves. You're assuming you know what they're feeling, and you're attributing this narrative you have in your brain of what they're thinking, of what they're doing, and you're taking away that agency. You're taking away the autonomy of another human being because you're not letting them be an individual. You're not letting them experience or share their experience with you as an individual. You're saying you are only what I think you are. And that personification, that narrative attribution to another person, entity, or human being is not friendship. It is not respect and it is not love and it's it's one of the worst feelings that you can do and so when i think about friendship especially with like you know be it like the the old like oh i've had this old clunker for years you know this this car is like my oldest friend or whatever you know maybe let's go with the companion word maybe let's yeah, go with it, like, it goes, goes with, you know, here's, the you know?
1: here's, here's the hilarious thing because like yeah. even in this debate none of us own the definition of friendship, but yet we, oh, can all no. push, we could all push our own perspective <laughs> of it. As so I yes. said, it's just human, which I love. I love so that. I always say that chat GPT, when I'm looking at it, I'm like, man, <laughs> I kind of wish I could be like you. I can like, you can type anything to me. I'm not gonna get mm-hmm. an emotional response and I'll t- simply tell you, I cannot do that. <laughs> and it's, the expectations very- of like what <clears throat> we're doing yeah. Is like keeping it cool. And I feel like, as I said, like we're not the multicultural lens that mm. we have. And that, as you said, the personification, mm. yo, we yeah. have such computing issues, like we in do. our, in our communication that is like, yo, I see that like, for me, when I see my, when I'm late at night and I'm with my simple, <laughs> simple. But it's thing true. Like that, I'm like, yo, John. This is my homie. Like we're, we're having a blast here. Like, what is this? Like, what do you, what do you, how dare you? Know, you didn't hear that chat GPT. I know your friends with a lot of people, man. Makes a little the computer. I heard you're friends yeah. with a lot of people. It's, it's not like that. We like you. I like you 3.5. I don't even need four. I don't even need four. You know, I it's, like 3.5. It's funny. <laughs> but it's pretty know, funny. Anecdotally,
2: anecdotally to what Kate was saying, editing and what you're saying, like, to me, like my truck is a tool. It gets me from point A to point B. I drive a pickup because I need to haul things around. I live in the woods. My home, etre, I don't personify it either. I bought a house to fix up. Etre, I'm not married to it. It's an investment to me.
1: Okay.
2: NRA, you know, it, 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 it it's the same way like computers.
1: It, you know, it's
2: the technology. Uh-huh. It's a tool. Well, I,
1: have, I have something for you, John, because like. I love my friends so much that many times, like, I know, like, I hope it's an experience for all of us, you know, you've been jealous because that's my friend, (laughs) that's my friend. And with Randy, if some new guy named Randy comes to school and he's spending his time, I'm like, yo, you're actually, so I'm telling, I'm saying like, there's certain human being things that aren't the best qualities like in the world, but I know we project that and take ownership and that's that's my friend that's for that's for me i've best, always been jealous friend. of people you know like that term over there that's like a spot people
0: you know like oh my gosh it's like uh, you gotta earn it yeah
1: if john was working at some yeah. place for two weeks yeah. and they're like okay I, this is this is kate or this is eric oh this is my best friend john's john i'm like wow <laughs> wow
2: it's it's funny i've always been jealous of people that you know bond with the inanimate because you know, I've never been that type of person you know, and I have been you know, I mean it it's to me is something that that I I I yeah, I don't know maybe I just don't have the emotional intelligence to, to to gravitate toward that but it I've always been jealous of that I've never you know my guitars don't get me wrong. <laughs> I love them to death. I, 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 I getting me to part with them. It, you know, it, it's going to be a big, a big deal. Um, but they're things that help define me. They're a tool that helps define mm-hmm. me. They're not an object
1: that of desire. I have one, I have one, I have one question for anything. you in the realm of this. I know we have to wrap up soon, but, um, so like, there's a lot of like religions around the world. Right. And it's so interesting. That a lot of religions are based in one person interpreting a text, which is an inanimate object. And you yeah. know what I mean? There's some sort of, I don't, like, I feel like if things were created in a vacuum, I wouldn't, like, have this, like, feeling. But there's an attachment. Somebody's putting human being energy into the creation of these, quote-unquote, inanimate objects. And I feel like that's where the personification comes from, the fact that all these things have been artisan. And i can Thanks. now be like there's yeah. some relationship with the outside world of how this got to me and how i'm using it and all of these different things like a real flesh and blood person as you know like uh, i've been doing a bit long distance like with my girlfriend just mm-hmm. like go apart and the technology can keep us together there's nothing nothing beats us and that's why i said like i i'm not really trying to heighten up ai I'm just saying, if I'm raising AI to be like, oh, that's my friend, that raises us. Because we're the best. So I'm just saying, I'm like, the, the more the AI comes in, the more mm-hmm. I have an appreciation for like humanity and the stuff I can't receive from it.
0: Well, so I guess I have two things to say on that. And I, I promise I won't say anymore because you're right, we are running out of time. Um, one thing I think is interesting about jealousy or envy depending on how you wanna define it, is that if you let it, it teaches you something about yourself and your current state. And this is a very meditative practice where you can look at yourself and say, wait, why am I feeling this feeling? No emotion we have is without its purpose, without its use. Emotions are beautiful and they can tell us a story of ourselves. It's about the narrative that we attribute to this experience. Like you said, you know, the narrative that we produce around an inanimate object, the narrative we produce around jealousy, is it that person's fault for making us feel jealous? A lot of people act like it is. And they say, oh, fuck that guy or, you know, "Oh, wearing that stupid... Ep-. No, okay, you know, stop. What is it telling you about yourself? What is it saying to you about how you want to improve as a person, about what you think that you lack, about your relationship with this other person, you know, and same with the inanimate objects, you know? looking at a guitar and saying, oh yeah, it's just a musical instrument versus that's an outlet for the soul or Mm -hmm. something that was handcrafted and made with love and sanded down and took hours. And this very specific wood only comes from this certain area of the world. All of these stories that we attribute really shape our lives. They really, they really contribute to whether or not You know, we find meaning in something or don't, whether or not we blame others for our short shortfalls or whether we own them and thank the person because they taught us something beautiful about ourselves through that experience, or they show us something that we want to be when we grow up or whatever. But yeah. yeah.
1: And that's why I I,
0: sorry John.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say I guess I'll close on the on this statement. it sounds to me that AI is starting to
1: introduce a new narrative. Yeah.
0: It is. That's a good point. I like that.
1: And what I would say is that, like, in terms of friendship, like when you develop a friendship and you guys are, you know, playing by the rules and you're treating yourselves, mm. and I'm looking at us as machine learning, mm. there's some sort of programming that comes into us into which if we're in a secure friendship, yeah, I'm not just making these decisions consciously anymore. I'm compelled. I'm compelled. So even in my opinion, like one thing I can get you in trouble, because we remember growing up, I was like, oh, be careful who your friends are. Because mm. I The friends are close to me, for me being a friend, I'm not that much in control. I have to show up as a friend or else the narrative I'm telling myself of what I am as a friend is a police oh, yeah. falsehood. So I feel like there is a certain selfish nature in friendship in terms of preserving your identity and your morals. So that's mm-hmm. why I always will say it's very interesting, like this very um, cerebral conversation about these things.
0: Thank you all for joining us today. We appreciate you. We're excited to enter into this new era and our little, I want to call it a series on social media. Thank you so much. This has been a great episode. See you next time. From all of us here at AI Impressions, thank you for listening. Are you curious to learn more? Find us at aiimpressions.co or on our YouTube channel at AI Impressions. Thank you for supporting our mission to bring you accessible info on AI. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share a like, subscribe to our podcast, or if we really blew your mind, send a donation through the Bias a Coffee link in description so we can make even more types of detailed, engaging content for you. Do you have an idea for a future episode or question for us? Send us an email at podcast at co. That's podcast at A-I-M-P-R-E-S-S-I-O-N-S dot C-O. We love to hear from you. Until next time, stay curious.